and it was Public Enemy's Chuck D. Breathe the noise. FFM Podcast Network, I'm Charlie Taylor, and this is What's Good. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen, hope all is well, hope all is blessed. Interview time, ladies and gentlemen, remember those? <laughs> yeah, I, I fell off on the interviews, but it is what it is. We got, we got, we're getting, we're, we're slowly getting a bit back into it, um, and to be fair, um, I'm, I'm not exactly seeking them in the moment, uh, for whatever reason. Uh, I just have to be in a certain mood uh, to do it, uh, to have uh, the uh, the energy to hit people up and uh, you know and actually stay with it. Um, so most of the time, people just don't hit me back, and I just don't bother chasing, and then I forget, and I'm then I'm like, oh yeah, I wanted to interview that person, and uh, yeah, it is what it is. But anyway, we have the second member of the two-time What's Good Interview Club. Um, so yeah, this is a, a interview with uh, second interview with artist uh, King Yens. If you haven't spun the first interview, I highly recommend you do so. I will throw the link to that in the full show notes. Um, you get to know his entire story um, in a lot of detail. He's a very detailed speaker, which I highly appreciate as an interviewer. It's very easy to ask questions because just sit back and relax. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's plenty of um, background uh, to him uh, in the first interview. So highly encourage you to go spin that first and then come back to this but for this interview um that was two years ago the interview was two years ago so um there's been a lot of life lived for him uh in that space of time and we immediately talk about that in the beginning and uh we then get into his uh brand new album that just released a few weeks ago as of this recording uh out of order and um yeah we just uh, obviously talk about the album itself um the goals for it um and uh, we get into other stuff such as um you know be feeling pressure to output as an artist um he talks about the industry um a little bit as well so yeah there's a lot to there's a lot to chew on here so there's a lot to chew on two years of stuff to chew on you know um so yeah it's it's all good in the hood and um i'm always happy to uh, chop it up with King Yens as always. Uh, so yeah, four minutes before we begin, email, Twitter, Discord link, all that, all that, all that in the full show notes. Go spin that. Gonna throw in uh, the uh, uh, out of order as well as an album. Gonna throw the album in there as well in the full show notes. Um, and I'll probably throw in socials as well because why not? Uh, but yeah, apart from that, grab your snacks, grab your drinks, make a cup of tea, whatever you do, go ahead and do it now. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed the interview. Second member of the two time What's Good Club, King Ants, what's good, sir? Hey, 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 yes. Well, it's good. It feels good to be back. Like we spoke earlier, you know, we did this two years ago, 8th of July. I think it's mm. the 16th now, 17th actually. And it's like, it's it's good to catch up with you. Like, you know, I see how you analyze music. So I was like, you know, when I released this album, oh. as thought provoking it much. is, 
I'd want to give it to you and for you to break it down and then, yeah, just kind of catch up. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and, uh, just off the bat, analy- analyzing? Nah, it's too deep. Too deep. Yeah. Way too deep. <laughs> Way too deep. <laughs> when, I, when I do the things on the ITD, it's just like, I just, when I listen to like, I don't know, like, even for this week, it's like I've listened to like seven, eight albums this week and I'm just like, I, it's cool, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to like remember when I listened to it, like how I felt listening to it. So it's not like too deep, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take the analyst, Jesus Christ. When people say I'm a journalist, I'm like, mm, you right, got the yeah, journalist sure. voice though. You got the journalist voice though. I'll give you that. <laughs> you got a real, the voice so, is so, so convincing. It's like, yeah, he is so supposed to be. <laughs> I'll take it though. I'll take it. <laughs> Oh gosh! All right, man. Um, yeah. So two years. Jeez. Um, quick, quick, e- easy question. Um, nice and open. How's it been going for the past two years? Two Where have years. you been? What you been doing? What's going on? Well, in two years after that, after releasing that homemade mixtape. Um, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up leaving uh, the management I was with. I ended up moving country. Uh, yeah, I just kind of been, I ended up moving to Finland. So back to my home country where I was born. Yep. So I spent like, I don't know, I've spent like, what, three, five months there, up to five months now. But in between that time, I was flying between Amsterdam and like finding myself, like self-discovery and stuff. And I felt like this, this, from that time to now, like it's been a whole journey of like self-discovery, who I am what do I want to represent, you know, uh, who do I want to touch, you know, in, in the sense of like, who can I move with my music? And, uh, yeah, that's what it's all been about this past five odd years. It'd be five years. It's been two, three years, isn't it? Two, two years. Yeah. So two years since the interview. So yeah. Two, yeah. So I guess right now where I'm at, I'm at the point in my career where, I've realized that instead of like focusing on like the numbers or trying to get a record deal or um, just trying to be like the most famous guy, you can say, I think now it's all about spending quality time with people that understand the vision and where I'm trying to go with my career. You know, uh, at first I wasn't really quite focused on like, who do I want to be as an artist? I just thought, let me make music for the fun of it. It's still fun, but okay, what kind of music do I really want to make? And I took that time and like now I'm like more in my conscious conscious bag, you can say. And I'm more focusing sure. on issues that are going on in the world, in my life, that people are not really talking about. I haven't really dived in super, super deep into it as it's still like I'm going... I'm learning on the job, you can say, so I'm still learning and stuff. But, you know, conscious music is where I'm headed. That's where I'm really headed. And I've bumped into a few, like, people, like, that have, you know, been in their careers, they've done, they've won mobos and stuff like that. And I'm, like, having conversations with them. It's like, you know, this industry that we're in is cutthroat and fake. And it doesn't matter what your catalogue is five years ago. You could have had a number one 
but ain't no one going to check for you later if you, you're you as relevant as your last hit. Put it like that. That's the industry we're in. Entertainment industry. So, you know, that sunk deep. I was just like, you know what? People have been saying it, but I ain't really thought about it so, so, so deep. And I'm like, okay. If that's the case, then a lot of people will matter to the industry. So it's kind of like, I'm going to swear, but it's like, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, all of that. Like, it goes in the garbage. Say five lines. Yeah. (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. It goes in the... (laughs) <laughs> it goes in the garbage that, because that, that, that. because it goes it, it goes in the garbage because you know you know are you doing it for them or are you doing it for the people that you want to you know influence and move and that's where I started sure. you know trying to change my whole perspective on that and also you know R. P. Nipsey you know he recommended a book on an interview this was like yeah two years ago like maybe like a week after our interview, I, I must have listened to his interview and he recommended a book called Three Magic Words. And that book in its own was just like, it was the start of the, the, the whole change in my mentality. Like how I view things, what do I think about and what do I project to the world? You know what I'm saying? But we can get diving deep into that. Like, I don't want to go too deep into that because that's all, like, the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. Like, yeah, that's my that's my pool right now. Like, I'm in there trying to figure out, like, how can I make my mind work in my benefit? Put it like right. that. Because a lot of people out here, they're saying stuff and projecting things that really mm-hmm. they don't want. But mm. they, but they're subconsciously they're saying it to themselves and believing in that. That's why they're always projecting failure and so on and so on. Mm. So I've been on a whole new kind of thing. I'm trying to go crazy with this whole thing and like make vulnerability cool. And yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I've been on recently. And oh. of course, releasing oh. the album. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, de- we'll definitely get into that. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah. get into that because obviously that's a very uh, I feel, um, considering all that, a definite milestone for you, um, Percy, and artistically, of course. Um, but yeah, man, there's just a, there was a lot to there was a lot to eat there. Um, which you know, if people have listened to the fir- uh, our first interview, um, is no different. That's why I enjoy talking to you because it's extremely easy for me to just like <laughs> just, just relax. <laughs> sit, like, this listen. guy talks too much. Sit and listen, man. Sit and listen. It's great. It's it's great. You deliver some good shit. So um, but yeah, I I feel like uh I feel you on uh I think I think the how do you define things you know for yourself um I feel I feel that heavily especially when it comes to what do you consider you know success to yourself because exactly. everybody and and I guess it all comes down to uh, perception like you said um where. Is how you perceive it, and people might not see um, what you're doing and perceive it as success because they see they've seen success on a on a some some would say higher level and say like no you need to be there you know what I mean that that's when I'm gonna consider you successful um, and you know I feel the I feel similar in that way to to myself where I'm just like what do I consider a successful interview what do i consider a successful script that i just wrote Mm. um or stuff like that 
you know, some people be like, well, unless I have, have I won an Oscar for it? No, or there's, it's a failure. Mm. That's a level I'd love to be on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. It's just not, it's just not the steez. So you have to not lower your standards or anything, but find the, but find the happiness in that, in that, uh, in that craft that you're doing. Yeah. Cause in the end of the day, what you do is a craft, um, stuff I'm doing is a craft in some way. And you're just sharpening tools on that front. And I feel that uh, when you're when you're working on that kind of stuff, on especially creative works, it comes down to, you know, how you see it because you're the one building it. Mm. Are you happy with it? Then that's fine. You know, there's obviously going to be people um, that uh, you either trust or um, that you respect their opinion or whatever, and they'll give you some, you know, they'll give you some real stuff, hopefully. Um, and not lead you on bad faith. Yeah. <clears throat> when it gets into bad faith, everything just um, turns into turns into mush. But, um, but yeah, when someone you know, someone you trust gives you some good word on it, um, then you know you can either, you can decide what then and there to either take that to heart or just uh, um, and compare it to your own exactly I guess, uh, general thought. And that's that's what I've been seeing like a lot. Like I from Southampton, like I work with producers such as like Jojo and he works he worked with Dino he works closely with Dino works with Ardy he worked with like a lot of the Beat Freaks production and like so he's like in the industry put it like that so like there's a gap between industry and not industry right and like there's a lot of these gatekeepers there right so like I have a a lot of conversation with people that are like holding the key to so-called success right and like I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it like this. Everyone that I'm trying to, like, whether they want to let me in or not, it's, it's one of them ones where I really think about. Okay, you have to count up or view it as like um, a thing where, okay, if if success is here for me, like you said, a Grammy, right? Like if a Grammy is my ultimate success. Yep. That's a massive thing. Like, you got to yeah. count the healthiest way for your mind. You got to count it as small blessings. You got to teach your mind. And this is where I get into the, the book that I read, The Three Magic Words. It's like, you got to teach your mind to, to, to appreciate the small wins, right? Okay, even like, okay, I, I want to, okay, before for people that are listening to this, they don't know, but I, I said that he upgraded because he got the mic. But he's had this mic for a while. Let's put it like that. He's had this mic, right? After our interview, the first interview, he's now purchased this mic, right? Why did he purchase the mic? Because he wanted to up his quality, right? Cool. That's a win on itself. Now, people have these little wins that they don't count because they're constantly focusing on that Grammy. Quote, unquote, I need to have this Grammy to define my success. But... That's going to be straining your mental health. You're going to end up feeling down because if you ain't got that Grammy, you, that means you ain't winning. So, like, back to what you were saying, it's like, it's important to, like, kind of scale everything that you got and where you're trying to go and put it into steps so that, you know, mentally, like, you can survive. Because I feel like this this whole industry, like I said, it's like, it'll eat you alive if you're not really like if you wear your heart on your sleeve put it like that it definitely will mm. yeah like yeah and 
adding on to that, I think it, yeah, it's more <clears throat> in in how I word it. It's kind of just, um, uh, I mean, you said it, taking the small, taking the small blessings because those things are so monumental. Um, it, you know, there's there's a long road between where you're at now and where that is. Yeah, and there's a whole there's a whole lot of life in between that. And you know, it, it, some some people can be laser focused uh, because they have, I guess, the uh, the roadmap. However, they got it. They have the roadmap to do so, and they have the roadmap to focus on that kind of thing. Um, whereas, you know, for you and I, it's more about, uh, I guess, it's it's about the journey, isn't it? It's yeah, about the it's journey towards towards the certain things because th- that shit will be nice. But there's also somewhere like near. There's also some some things that are closer that are also very nice. And you know, like you said, it, it's um it's a matter of I guess where you find fulfillment. And uh, even 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 me, bro. Like in the past two years, I'll give you an update. Right, I bought a camera, started taking photos and shit. Like, and I I forgot how much I enjoyed taking photos because yeah. I took photography as a youth when like in GCSE times. I took it for A level for a bit. And I enjoyed it. And then there was a time after that where I just stopped and I stopped enjoying it. Um, that was during A-level, so I stopped doing it. And then it's about 10 years later and now I've got myself a whole freaking camera and I'm just like, yeah, I might go outside and just take some photos or whatever. Like, just go mm-hmm. where I go. That's it. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not looking to be, you know, photographer of the year or anything. I'm not, like, you know, trying to, uh, 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 trying to you know, be Normani's photographer. Although, you know... <laughs> If you wanna, yeah. Normani, if you if you if you're if you're bored of Blair Caldwell, let me yeah. know. I'll, I'll come running. But um, you know, I'm not. I'm that's not what I'm looking for. You know, what I mean, when I when I take photos, that's more just about. I want to take the me- I want to take the memories and the things that I either do or the thing or the places that are around me. I want to kind of lock those in, uh, to like a kind of just bank of sorts of my own, and just like whenever. Whenever I want to see that kind of uh, where the journey I'm at, it's just another way of, I guess, of documenting in some ways, right? And people do that in several ways, and mm. obviously you do it in your own. So yeah, man, it's all about. I think I feel just in that case, locking in what you're talking about. It's just about personal fulfillment. Like obviously, we can find fulfillment in accolades and awards and stuff. That can be a part of it, but you know, that's not every. You don't get that every day. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get. You don't get what. Yeah. And and what I realized is that like it's okay if you want those things, right? But like yeah, remember course. like the road to that is never easy. Nothing that's easy is good for you anyway. Like sometimes mm. you have to hear the no for you to build your character. Like sometimes yep. you need to like hit rock bottom and feel like I'm not like gonna make it. But then by when you're rock bottom, the only way is up. And then I know it's cliche to say, but sometimes that no gives you this energy that like I can actually, what do you mean I can do it? And it's like, you got to look at it like this. If you're already like, cause like I said, I work with these producers that work with like Kenny all stars and all of these people that I like, you can say my peers, I look up to him like, Oh, you kind of did your thing. He's like, I'm, I'm so close that I'm like, 
I know I'm hot. Like, I'm getting confirmation from these people that like, you're really good. Like, you're really talented. You're really all of this. So I What's know. <laughs> I, I, I know, but they ain't trying to let me in. But I'm not even looking at, like, you You, you don't even. I need to earn it. I put it like that. I, I need to earn everything that I got. But I know that I'm capable of doing it. But see, that's what's good. That's my driving energy. Like, for anyone that's trying to kind of get to a place or wherever they're trying to get to achieve like if you keep hearing that no and you know that you're actually you know you're worthy of it prove it to the world prove it to yourself that you're actually the person you know what i mean that's that's what it kind of is like Moving on a little bit, obviously that kind of came all out of um, just, I guess, what you've been learning uh, in the past two years, uh, find yourself, as you said, and um, does it, I'll ask you in this way, does it all culminate in uh, in, in your new album? It, do, you, do you see it as that? Um, do you see an album, the, the album as a kind of just like, uh, here's what I've is what I've taken in the past two years, or do you see it in a different light? Well, yeah, I do. I do think so, because the, the, from homemade to now, so much has happened that even sonically, I challenge myself. Like, in, and subject matters has definitely uh, evolved because I felt like... Um, I looked at the scene and I seen there's just a lot of people are talking about the same thing. Not everyone can be selling drugs, you know what I mean? Not everyone can be selling drugs. So I was just thinking, what what is what's the gap? And I was like, with this album, I wanted to use a lot of samples that I that I kind of grew up with, the people that have influenced me, like I'm influenced a lot by 50 Cent. And so on, and the Kendrick Lamar, and uh, going to Holland to work in Holland. So I got I got a track called "Touch" on the album, and that was done by uh, a young talented art uh, producer called Peru. He produced two two songs on the album, "Fast Lane" and "Touch." But you know that was an experience in itself because. Those were songs that were freestyled. Like, I'd never done something like that before. Like, go in the studio and just sing how I feel. And we worked. We collabed on the, on these songs together. And, and it, it forced me to reach in myself and get these influences within. And, like, Touch, why for me, like, I see it as a turning point in my music career because I used... Jamaican influence, Caribbean influence, like there's some there because, you know, I I, I grew up here in London as well and we would go carnival and carnival was nuts. Like, I really enjoyed carnival. And actually, before moving, I went to the last carnival and that was like probably the best carnivals I've been at in terms of like vibe and everyone just having a good time. So I was just like... You know, I could take a bit of that, a bit of my own Congolese heritage, mix it up, like put it in a pot, stir it out, see what it can do. 
and uh, I just mixed it up. And for me, that song and many other songs were like points where I'm like reaching in within myself and looking for for points where I'm giving you a piece of me. Whereas in homemade, like I'm more focused. Don't get don't get it twisted. They're they're good. They're good projects, but I'm more focused on how can I make a hit? How can I make? And it was, I feel like looking back, like I'm cringing a bit and that's good. That's good. You want to look at, you want to look back and cringe a little bit. You know what I mean? That shows evolution. That shows progress. So Mm. I'm like, "Mm." why was I thinking of it like that? Not that the songs are sonically off, but the subject matter, I don't feel like it really moves as much as out of order now i've got so many joints on there that that will make you feel certain things and maybe in like the next three years i might look back and cringe at this as well so you know we hope for that because you want evolution but um Mm -hmm. yeah this project is definitely one of the best projects i've done up to date up to date for sure for sure the subject matters the samples that have been used the, the production uh, I've recorded um, one song called Crossroad in Whistlord. That was in Holland as well. Massive studio. Mm-hmm. Whitney Houston had been there. 50 Cent had been there. Lil Wayne's been there. Like, it's a studio that people actually fly into just to record. So being in there was, like, super, like, influential. I'm, like, I feel so, like, honoured. But at the same time, like, whoa, like, this is... This is where I'm meant to be. Like, this, I'm, I'm, I feel so at home. I feel comfortable. And I had people coming in there, showing me different kind of mics, experimenting. I, I, I recorded on on an expensive mic. I think it was like ten thousand plus. And it's there's only one. There's only one. It's, and and right, this right, this right. mic is just like so clean and crisp. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And um, yeah. You see, moments like those, those are like the wins because it's not everyone that gets the opportunity to go to those kind of studios. It's not everyone that gets the opportunity to work with, you know, people from different backgrounds, collab with them, and they bring their kind of spirit, soul into the music as well. So, yeah, definitely this has been like another type of turning point, you could say, or higher development in my career. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, definitely. That's 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 fascinating. I want to see all that Mike saying now. Just, yeah. Uh, sort of <laughs> yeah. hear myself in cans and just just like going, "Oh my days, this sounds so great." What the fuck? Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing more. There's nothing better than just sounding crisp. Like, yeah. It's just oh, that's crazy. But um, yeah, I think the for me the out of listening to the project out of touch is cool. By the way, for those who haven't spun, um, uh. Out of order, sorry, my bad. Uh, you said touch, sorry. Yeah, touch is one of the. <laughs> I, got throw, I, got, I threw myself off. Out of order, sorry. That's, uh, that's the name of the project. If you guys want to spin, I'll throw a link in the description. But um, <clears throat> I think the obviously the overriding nature of it, and you've already touched on it. Funny enough, um, no pun intended, uh, is the variety of the production uh, from there. Because <clears throat> from from your previous work, I remember it being, uh, you know drill centered i would say um and uh while there is some still here there's also like you said plenty of different uh flavors uh put out as well to coincide with the drill 
um, which is very interesting, I guess, from one standpoint uh, in the way you're talking in terms of experimenting and just seeing what uh throwing stuff at the wall and see if it sticks i guess in that fashion which is which is cool i feel you know people there's a lot of people that um don't experiment for better or for worse you know what i mean i feel feel like um you know once once someone finds their lane they stay in it forever and that's cool right that's fine there's just no there's no uh knock to them if it slaps it slaps you know what i mean it's universal um but you uh, went down the road of uh, experimentation. I would like to ask, I guess, uh, not that I'm, not that I'm uh, you know, kind of just uh, assuming you're already record the next thing, um, but how would you, I guess, uh, down the line, are you more thinking of... Uh, is it is it okay is it more about finding your personal sound or is it more about continuing to experiment i feel uh down the line as you as you look into the future for yourself i think now in where i'm at i think it's more about finding the people that relate to me okay i feel like before it was like yeah find your sound find how you I know I can do drill. I know I can do. I can do any genre. I ain't got no problem with doing that. Okay, I'm doing any genre. Like if you Fair want enough. me to, like I could do an EDM record. I'm telling you, so- <laughs> I can do that. I could do any record. Right, box, box checks. Right, you cool. see what I'm saying? Yeah. But okay, if for me, it's it's all about now. I know where I'm trying to go. I know the people that I want to surround myself with. Like, I went through a phase of, like, working with loads of different artists. And, like, I always felt like when I'm coming out there, why am I feeling so drained? Like, why am I feeling, like, so tired and the fatigue? Like, it's not like I was running or nothing. But Mm. what I realised is these people are taking my energy. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like we're not aligned in the same kind. We're not going to the same goal. Not to say that they're bad people, but we're not aligned. So what would happen is, you know, people that are like, you, you, you mingle with different type of people and you don't really know what their energy is like. You're always going to come out at the end feeling drained. So as well as with my music, because we all know music is universal. It p- brings people together and stuff, no matter what it is. I need to find my tribe of people. And that's what I'm doing right now. Like, I know what kind of person I am. I know who I am. So you need to, it, it, it really all starts with who are you as a person? Like I'm a super, I got a funny side. I got all of that, like comedy, da, 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 I got that, yada, yada. But I'm a deep guy. Like I can actually sit here and talk to you for hours about like the mind. Like that's me. Like why is it, why does things have to be like this? What is, what can we do to make it better? Like, you know, self-development, self-reflection, self-awareness. Like that's me. But I make a cool twist to it, though. Obviously, I'm not here like a teacher saying, hey, guys, you cannot do... You know what I mean? It's not like that. But it's... it's, it's. I add my own twist to it, my comedic twist to it. Like, I like things... It's easier to digest it when it's funny. That's why I big up all the comedians in the world. You know, they actually touch on a lot of deep stuff 
that if you can read between the lines, you see it as like, oh my days, like, I never really thought of that. Dave Chappelle is good at that. Dave Chappelle <laughs> is really good at that. I, but, need, I need to say, I don't know why I just knew you would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave Chappelle's good. <laughs> but a lot of comedians touch on like uh, you know deep matters and stuff like that and they 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 put out a conversation out there and that's what I'm trying to do make a conversation make a conversation, conversation with people like see like okay why is it like that? why is like I was in the studio with with a, a, a dope dope artist dope artist and we spoke about um we spoke about this actually. We said, "Why is it that people? Why is it that vulnerability is not cool? Like, when has it come to a point where it's like, is you're too cool to be vulnerable in it? You know, sure. when has that become a point? Whoever's out there, they're doing a very good job of making people feel like you can't talk about your emotions, especially." I'll say in in certain areas. I'm not saying everywhere, but in specific areas, it's 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 is a that thing where you can't talk about emotions. You know, I come from uh, a Congolese background, right. so a lot of uncles and aunties they don't even believe in therapy and that. Sure. Do you see what I'm saying? So, what do you think mm-hmm. that will breed? Like, boys are not meant to cry. Da, 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 da. Like, mm-hmm. it comes from there, but like, then society does a good job at making you feel like you're boxed in. I never want to feel boxed in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't put me in a box. That's why when people ask me what kind of, are you a rapper? No, I'm just an artist, like, all round. Like, I do everything. But yeah. What kind of, uh, I guess, conversations? lyrically do you think that you have um implemented in this album when someone listens to it what kind of conversations are you trying to achieve or, or what conversation are you trying to stoke in these uh particular songs because obviously you know the first track is uh i'm <clears throat> seeing about the aka kendrick so that's obviously very uh obvious as to what you're trying to bring to the table and obviously, for people that have listened to "Sing About Me," I'm dying of thirst. They know the steez on that. So, mm. in in context of the whole album itself and um, yourself lyrically, what kind of uh, conversations are you trying to stoke for it? Well, in in some of the like tracks that I, I do, some of them are like vibey tracks, and some of them are like conscious. But like "Sing sure. About Me" is not only because yeah, Kendrick Lamar you know, the goat, but ideally that song was my vulnerable state. Like, I'm talking about um, when I die, like, I hope you guys don't forget me, you know. Uh, I touch on subjects like, you know, like I, I like to build with people. I, uh, you know, that's that's how I've been raised to be, like, to to always give you know if you got if you got a, if you got bread you break down half of your brother like sharing is is love your brother as you love yourself kind of thing and then I reflect on like um my my relationships with my exes like how you know everyone likes to always talk about oh yeah the girls to blame the girls to blame it but with this one I wanted to I wanted to shed light on my my experience on like not being 
they're emotionally available. Uh, being in a state where, you know, I'm like, I'm burning loads. Like I'm not even connected with myself and I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not even the man I want to be. I'm like sad, but like that reflected in our relationship and like, I'm sorry about that. And at the same time, like, I should know better because I have a mom and a sister. Like, that could likewise happen to my sister. And what, I'm going to bug out, like, go after the guy. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm doing the same thing. Like, so I shed light on on those kind of things. Like, me, my, my, I'm taking ownership and responsibility for my actions that, that I had kind of, you know, played in the relationship. And then leave the legacy. Uh, that's like everything toxic going around in the world. Like a lot of people spend time on their phones instead of spending quality time with your your family. Like there's so many people out there that wish they could have another chance to speak to their mom. You feel what I'm saying? And, and you know, like I take that for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the time you, you just, you're in this fake reality world. People think Instagram is real. People think, it's real, but it's not. Like, people that are next to you are real. And, like, I talk about, like, colonial disease. I don't feel like a lot of people have touched on that. Like, like I said, Congolese background I've come from, and we got colonized by the Belgium, mm-hmm. the Belge. And uh, what they did, like, it's nuts. Like, they, yeah. King Leopold II, he ain't no king to me, in it, but you get me? Just for the mm-hmm. title reference, he massacred, yeah. like, he killed more people than Hitler killed. Yeah. I'm not even trying to when compare. When I learned about that, I learned about that like three years ago and I was just like, fuck. It's crazy. He's he, yeah. he'll, he'll cut off. There's one sad picture. Like, I remember, like, I got exposed yeah, to this when I was young with the hands. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. One dude is looking at his hand and it's like right in front of him. And right like, there. Literally, yeah. I, I, I was, my mom would go, because we lived in Finland, she would raise awareness like from young. So... We would have the documentaries and all of that. And I'm like, you know, you're showing a kid that they can't really put a lot of things into perspective. But that kind of made me think, whoa, the world is like super evil. and that. So I, I shed light on it a bit when I say like there's a line where I say, um, black is beautiful. Why do you bleach? That's colonial disease. Like mm. every country that's been colonized, there's some sort of like disease that's been left behind like a lot of like mm-hmm. our African Caribbean brothers we've been disorganized not just by being moved around but like mentality wise it's just a whole that's a conversation in itself that's a podcast for another to feel me but the black lives they do they they talk about that but like I'm here to just raise awareness for the conversation and not a lot of people talk about that like Kim, Lil Kim actually you know she said in her interview back back in the day like she said the reason why she got plastic surgery and bleached the skin when she went europe for the first time i might be paraphrasing a bit but when she went sure. to europe for the first time and she'd seen like the girls there and the, the way the guys looked at the, the girls they were like that became beauty that was beauty and like the way they publicized these women like so if if she can go from the United States to Europe, what do you think back in Africa, the Caribbean is like? And it's it's that's where I'm coming with that lead the legacy. Like I want people to start questioning 
things like why are we doing certain things or where has that come from? Start up that conversation. So hopefully one day, so bringing back to the first song that when I go, I can at least influence people. That's all I want to do, like bring on a conversation. And then, yeah, there's other tracks like Crossroads, Motivation, Drill. So flipping it instead of just like the normal uh, fast lane, romantic love and like being there for my my girl now like I think it's it's one of them ones where it, whatever girl that you're gonna have love is daunting at the same time innit? like you can feel like mm. you're jumping out of plane sometimes it can feel like so scary but you know through all the trauma that you go through you know you gotta be mindful that you don't project that onto other people or, or future partners, because if you do that, you're going to break that girl, and then that girl is going to break the next guy, you know, and then the loop keeps going on and on and on and on. You know, you always mm. got that one guy that's, like, stuck on stuck mm. on their, their ex in the sense, like, my ex hurt me, so, you know, I don't care about no other girls in it. Mm. I'm not going to lie, I've been there, so I'm not even talking about, like, I'm talking from experience, so mm-hmm. I think with this fast lane, it's all about growing to love the daunting feeling, love to be uncomfortable. So, yeah, moving on from that, uh, laid back, super West Coast vibes. I'm giving you that vibey, comedic yans that people really like, like you get a piece of my personality. Because I never believe one person is one thing. I feel like everyone got depth to them, and I, I definitely do, so i got comedic side and so on. And then uh, Tasha's letter, that's a that's a cheeky, sexy song for the for the man them when they're driving late night or whatever. And then in P, uh, actually doing too much. Um, that one I I wrote in Southampton, and I talk about like you know I literally just tried to describe my environment at that point, and that's like the only time I shed light on like being in an environment where people are just selling drugs and, and uh, you're smoking weed every day. You're, you're doing like all types of drugs and then not, not like Coke or anything like that, but like in the sense you, you, you're around people that trap in it, put it like that. You're just around drug dealers and stuff like that. And sure. that's that kind of vibe over there. And in pieces I linked up with a, with a dope Cuban artist named Rainier, uh, Rainier Gomez. And yeah, that's, that was, that was a feature. Uh, and that's about the love I have for music, really how music took me out of depression and helped me. And like, now I can actually describe it with the time that I've had to like kind of self-develop almost because everyone got like protectors within them. Right. So some people have like, let's say, okay, I have little Yannick, right? From young, he's viewed life, he's been traumatized, da, 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 da. then he's grown up and then there's like a, a protector that protects him. So it could be uh, like, a, for example, for me, it's music or so for some cases, it could be ego protecting you. Like you're like, you're moving a certain way that, when you see people, you get shy or something, you automatically become standoffish because 
you're like protecting yourself. You don't want to like show your true self. And that's what music has done for me. It's been an emotional protector from all the things that I've experienced throughout my whole life. Like also being in like situations where um, uh, I've nearly been stabbed or something like that. It's, Mm. I always somehow music gives me that comfort, like emotional comfort. Like I feel like I can vent throughout, through my music. Not everyone you can always, you know, go to and stuff like that. Like not everyone has the best intentions for you. So like, you know, in life, like I said, you have these people that within you that protect you from you, but sometimes it can work against you. So yeah, that's in pieces, just the love of music and what is meant for me. And yeah, touch is just a, is, 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 is one for the TikTokers. Is it, is it, is it's really, it's, it's a, and before I finish off, actually, I, I do want to say that like my music can be interpreted anyhow. So this is not like what it's, I want anyone to take from it. Like, I don't want you to feel like, no, Jan said it's this and it's this. Like, it's, it's free for interpretation. This is how I've kind of got into writing it. But however it touches you, it touches you in it. Sure. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's important. I feel like people sometimes do that. I mean, hey man, I I spent, I spent like a good three weeks just trying to like, uh, get concrete thoughts on the new Kendrick album. It took me like three weeks, and then we did a pod on it, and then I finally like broke it down to what I actually think it is to myself. And I was just like, um, "So yeah, it was <laughs> it's, st- it's stuff like that, you know. What I mean, where uh, you know, if even if the artist actually says what it means to them, it can mean something different to you, and exactly. sometimes it can mean a whole lot more to someone else than even the person who created it, which is obviously." you know, why art's so fascinating and why, you know, so valuable to us as human beings. Um, uh, capping off uh, with a little, uh, with a, uh, we'll get into the last couple of questions as um, as we always do, but I kind of want to also finish on um, on the music talk. Uh, how like, how long do you, on average, I think, take, uh, take to do... Uh, a particular song because I feel uh, for some it might be you know faster for you if, you know done in the day or whatever else you know or like you said practically freestyled it um, which is fascinating but mm. uh, I mean I guess I'm more interested in what was the song that took the longest <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Of, of the album or what, what of the, off album? the album off the album itself yeah mm. what, what, took, what took the longest for you to do for whatever reason Question. Um. Oof. Good question. What song took the longest? Um. Okay. I can say. I'll start with the quickest. Actually, the quickest one I did was Crossroads. I didn't even have that ready when I was going to the studio. We just finished it in the studio. So like. That was like the quickest song. Uh, in terms of and also like in terms of production as well, like that came first. But the longest song to actually come through, sing about me, was the longest song to make. 
I think on average right. to write and all of that, it's it's easier now to write because I've been doing it for a while and like I obviously collab with people in terms of like. Am I so you also, didn't get writer's block on that? N- no, boy, I don't know who doesn't, but you might not. But there'll be days when you know. I don't I, believe I do. <laughs> wavy. I think sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, yeah, I might leave there with a a studio with a hook or with a full song. Like it depends. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but it's rare for me to leave the studio with not at least one song. Like I always right. aim to have more than one. But like, yeah, back to the album. Sing about me, the whole production. We got that. That was the last song to get. Like that was a yeah, that was a myth to get. We had to clear some samples of it and like re re remaster, re edit it. So like that was the last song to kind of come through before we could send it out to our distributors to put it out. Pretty much the rest rest of the songs were like, yeah, then like it took me like two years to do this. Like since that last time, literally, it took me that long. I've been building it from that time to now that I've been doing this. Uh, in yeah, I tried to. I, I released one single in between that, but other than that, yeah, I've been pretty much working on on this album. Yeah. You feel um, you feel pressured sometimes to whack something just to just to get something out because obviously two years <clears throat> can be a long time in mm. you know obviously especially in this environment of music consumption and just how i mean like i said i've just <laughs> i've listed like eight albums this, this fucking week alone uh you know a lot of that's gonna uh be remembered by somebody but probably not me uh <laughs> so yeah no is what it is and some people obviously just don't even straight up listen to s- stuff they just uh you know they have like one or two artists, and they just spin them for the rest of time. So, yeah. um, do you feel? Do you ever feel pressured on that front to just like, oh, it's been, oh, it's been a year since I dropped something. I need to drop something. But. Yeah, you know what? I won't lie to you. Before I did, when I was yeah. like, uh, in, doing home main volume two, I, I like, I always felt pressure. I felt anxiety, like the numbers. Keep the hype going. I need to keep the hype going. You you can't let it go down. Like, mm. but now, like. I've I've got to a point where I'm so comfortable with who I am and realizing, you know, where I'm trying to go. That like these songs only come out through experience. You can't rush experience. Like you can't rush. Like otherwise, I don't know. I I can just talk for me, right? Like for me, it's like what I'm trying to build will only take your time. And, like, I'm not trying to be here, like, as a quick time. I'm thinking longevity. Like, so, is for me, like, my focus is not fast delivery. Like, I'm not a fast food restaurant. Like, I joke around and I say I'm on the vegan. I'm on the vegan thing now. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because I'm on the healthier tip. Healthy yeah. is not fast food. Like, I'm not a McDonald's. Like, I'm not trying to give you, like, cheeseburger songs. I'm trying to give you songs that I've... Like, I pray for a classic. And, like, I know it's going to come to me because that's what I've been... 
manifesting. Like, I know it's going to come to me. I'm going to get that record that's going to last forever. So I'm not pressed on time. Time is an illusion, but it is an expensive currency. And, you know, last time we did speak about this, now I got I got a new one for you, right? There's, that was the title of last episode. That was the title of the last episode. Wait, you got time as a currency. Money's a currency. Now I've realized power is a currency as well. But yep. it depends what realm you're in. I know yep. people are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about now? Right. But it really depends what realm you operate on. For example, there's no way someone, uh, like, someone, I don't know if you've heard Jay-Z's interview. He said, if a song comes to me, then I know that it's a song I need to listen to. He doesn't really go checking out for music. Why? Right. Because he operates on a whole nother realm to, like, the regular regular artist. So for it to go to him means that it's special. You're operating on the same vi- uh, frequency as him somehow to some level. So I'm all about like now being the artist that I want to be and living in that frequency. So I touch those people that like, I know that can pour their favor onto me and then like, like I can pour it back to someone else and like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, kind of be in this, in this, in this world that uh, I, I have like-minded people, and I feel like there's people that think, okay, I need to get the next hit, next hit. Da, 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 da. They operate on that kind of side. There'll be a time right. where maybe, like, uh, like I, I want to uh, release more music more frequently. There'll be a time. I don't know when, but that's not like the main thing. I feel like you you need to be in control of your own situation, your own, like, let's say you have a label, you need to be control your own label, your own product. Like that's ultimate freedom. At the end of the day, you want to be free in this earth that we live in. Because the people, there's a lot of things that, you know, people are trying to hold you back, like contracts, like this and da 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 like the list goes on. You're not really free. So when it comes to my art, yeah, I need to be free with my art. So if in this period of time I'm building, this is the building stage. I'm not rushing to be on a level where I need to release five albums this month. Like, <laughs> nah, you know what I mean? Sure. So yeah, I don't, I don't, right now I'm, I don't really feel pressured. No, just release a nice body of work that I feel like people should appreciate, digest that. And then I'm going to give you like the rest. I'm going to give you maybe a couple of singles, a few EPs here and there. In the between, mm-hmm. because I'm always recording, so yeah, but yeah, that's what's up. All right, we'll uh, finish off with the regular two questions that we finish up on. <clears throat> you may be aware. Yeah. Um, first one is, uh, what have you been spinning? What have you been watching? What you've been reading that you can recommend to the people? Jeez, okay, what I've been spinning, like listening to, yeah, spinning. Uh-oh. Listen to, watching, reading. Whatever, okay, what, what, what uh, I'll give you a bit of both. I'll give you, a, uh, I'll give you what I've been, like all of that. So, music wise, recently I've been listening to a lot of Shocker, Impact Over Numbers, uh, Conscious Crud, um, Kendrick Lamar's album. It's great, no? Bad man, he's too cold, man. Conscious Crud, I love that. 
You, you heard it. You heard Shrekka's thing. I have not. I have not spun it, but you, I like the name. Just yeah, you, you, you need to definitely crunch. listen to that. This one, <laughs> it, it's it's different level. Different level. Download down your on 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 your thing. Um, yeah, he's yeah. Who else is there? Um, I know I'm missing out someone. Joey Badass. Like a bit yeah, Joey. Yeah, the new singer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and other than that, I've been a lot of my, in, in my jazz element. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, I like a lot of, a bit of jazz, a bit of Frank Sinatra in there, cheeky. Okay. Uh, right. And um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll leave you guys with a French song. Is Michael Jonza? He's really cool. Jonas. I just stumbled onto him recently, so I might be pronouncing yeah. his name a bit wrong, but he's really cool. And uh, what else is there? <clears throat> been listening to the Beatles, so I've been going back, 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 back. Future's album is cool as well. I wait for you. I like the way they spun that sample; it's really cool. And uh, yeah, be a be a be a Mexican uh, Spanish music here and there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I like to, like, go on Spotify and just click, like, a genre and just go through. Right. So it's, like, these artists that I'm naming, like, it's not, like, especially when it comes to the, to, to the salsa type of music, it's not like I know them, like, as I'm a super fan, like, I know about them, but their music is, like, definitely touching. Like, mm-hmm. Spanish influence. Like, it's super, especially that I got a Cuban song. Like, I dived so deep into that world that it's like, there's so many artists, but shout out all of them. Um, movie. You, if you guys didn't watch the new Elvis movie, you have to. I know people are, like, have the controversy with it, but yo, if you're creative, go watch that. Go watch that. It's really dope. I don't even want to, like, ruin it for people that ain't watched it. Like, it touches on a lot of things that artists go through. And like I said, like, you all want the, oh, I want to buy my mom a car. I want to buy my mom this. But question yourself, like, do they really want that? Or is that a dream that you made for yourself? And, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, like, that movie, I left the cinema, like, rah, like, I can't, like, over, like, shocked and overwhelmed a bit. I, I was moved. I was moved. It was a good movie. Um, Sounds like a Book, The Three Magic Words. Definitely. Yep. If if you're about changing your own situation and being focused and making your subconscious work in your favor, Three Magic Words. And like, just so I can just touch on a bit on the subconscious thing. You know, the subconscious mind it works in a way that it'll always prove you right. So whatever you believe could be good or bad. It doesn't understand good or bad. It's just mm-hmm. all about proving you right. So if you're if you're about like, you know, I'm trying to get deep. I'm trying to like learn about myself, self-aware. Start with the three magic words. Shout out Nipsey every single time. He, he when I watched that interview, I was like, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go read this book. And I read the whole book. I'm always recommending it to people. And when people say what they think about it, they're like, Jans, 
I'm sh- like, what? I didn't believe it. But yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm asking on right now. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, we always finish on. We always finish on, uh, which is what is your top five? As you are aware, as, uh, if you if it's your first time spinning, but top five is his top five. This could be as broad or as specific as he wants. Doesn't have to be related to music or anything that we've talked about on our Jaden Smith this episode, talking about the geopolitical state of the world right now. We, we've been in, we've been in it, uh, but for now, King Ends. What is your top five for this moment? My top five, and it can be as broad as I want it to be. Broad as specific as you like. Mm. It can be top five pasta shapes, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Linguini is, is top five, by the way. Okay, you know, no, no one's asked you your top five, so we we're gonna we're gonna change it today, and okay. we're gonna ask you Ooh. your top Ooh. five. Ooh, anything, but you stuff it. I'll give you my top five after. <laughs> give me your top five, and you're always doing the question and that. Like, you uh, give me uh, your top five. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna do, I guess, top five people that uh, have top five people that I admire the most. I'd say. Um, so I'm gonna say Lauren Hill. Mm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Little Sims. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm trying to think like uh, I'm gonna say Chadwick Boseman. Admiral Ad- dude. I I think his I think his filmography is just um really underrated. Like people mm. obviously respect the you know Black Panther and stuff like that, but. But I mean, speaking of speaking of biopics, he did you know Jackie Robinson Forty Two, did the uh, did the James Brown one as well, and they were both good as well. So shout out to Chad Boseman, um, admirable. I put myself in it now. <laughs> Trying to feel people I admire. Um, I'm trying to think of an athlete or, or like or two. Um, because I, cause I really just, um, there's always like athletes I just like wholly respect in in a lot of ways. Kareem Abdul Jabbar, I'll shout him out. I think it's an admirable dude. Mm. Like, how how are you like, how are you top five basketball player ever? That might not be your best thing. Like, he's a good writer. Did, like, he, he was in a Bruce Lee film for fuck's sake, bro. Like, cra- crazy, crazy life. Um, and also, one more. That is four. Is that four? I forget. Wow, people, people people say that right. People say that on the pod. Like, they go, "How many have I done?" And I have to like keep note of how many I've done, and I'm actually have to keep note. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh yeah. Okay, Chadwick, yeah, uh, Kareem. Who's the fifth? Admire the most. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. I've been watching the athletics recently. Uh, it's the World Championships as we as we record, so I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Dean Rasher Smith. Shout out to Dean Rasher Smith. I, I admire her a lot. Mm. I admire her a lot. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say that. That's my top five. Right okay, majority women. Shut up. Uh, for me, I'll go. I'll touch on different things as well. Um. No particular order. I'll go with Skepta. Um, 
just kind of hearing a bit of his story and like how he, because there was a time when he was just like so part of the industry and now he's just pretty much doing his own thing. You know, the struggle that an artist has to go through to kind of be spat out the industry and still kind of surviving like to that extent and making those connections the way he did. Mm. I put him up there. Shout out Skepta. Very influential. Uh, Kanye. I seen the uh, I seen the Netflix thing. Uh, everyone has opinions on him, but for me, like for what he's endured and what I see, inspirational. Like you know, you you can see like when he's going to play his music at his own label and they're not even giving him the respect shows you again that you got to earn everything that you want if you really want it. Uh, The next one would be support-wise. I would like Finland's government, they have different schemes to support creatives, right? And they fund artists to be creative. During the pandemic, they did that. They were giving out, like, grants to up to, like, 12000 for you to fund your own thing. So shout, shout out the Finnish government <laughs> system scheme out there. They're doing their thing. They're doing their thing. Um, I'm, I'm envious. Yeah, man, you got to get that finished passport, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's top three. That's top three. Yeah. That's that's one of the top three passports there. Um, okay, so that's three. Um, top conversations that I've had this so far this year. Um, so-so agency is always there. Like, it's the agency I work with. Like, it's just, like, we're a two-man team right now. But, like, yeah, I always have meaningful conversations with uh, my management, Sophia. So that that goes up there. But the, a new one would be Shocker. I got the chance to speak to him and ask him a few stuff. And, like, those conversations are very meaningful. So that's the fourth. Uh... Fifth one, in no particular order. Uh huh. Let me think. Um, I guess. I guess you can say, you know, when they did the Super Bowl, yeah. there might be more meaningful things than this. So this is one that just came into my mind. But when they did the Super Bowl and Eminem took the knee. Apparently he was told not to do it, and he did it. Yeah, and like it's just raising conversation. And I like when artists take what they know and bring it onto their own platform for massive audience, and pin that conversation up there. So by M doing that, like a lot of people that wouldn't be aware of what that is would at least look it up what does it mean you know and 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 i think that's how ideas kind of start and 
movement to begin like that. So crazy for him to do that. Yeah, dope. I think there might be another one that's more like, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. But shout out to all the creatives all around the world and in the UK as well. Definitely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely. Perfect night to leave on. King Ends, two-time... Welcome to the two-time club. Uh, It's a majority majority of two so far. (laughs) But it's all good. We'll get get some more. And uh, yeah, man, all the best, obviously, for the future and everything like that. Um, Obviously, you're uh, (coughs) just about to jet off. um, So... Uh, appreciate the time of course and uh yeah man all the best for everything man all thank you thank you blessings and make sure you like, go get that new album out of order it's out now nah. it's out yeah, now right? undeniable <laughs> making the deaf hear making the blind yes, see sir. that's what yep. we're doing <laughs> we're gonna take this all the way up into the moon not, sure. another one allegedly this is, allegedly <laughs> this is the one this is the one this is the one love allegedly performing powers uh, that that have never been done before be sure yeah (laughs) i'll find the link in the description go give this bit everybody yeah man bless up sir and there we have it ladies and gentlemen that was my second interview with king jens hope you enjoyed that um, very detailed, as I said in the beginning, uh, wasn't lying. <laughs> and uh, first person has asked me for my top five. I'm surprised it's taken this long. <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised it's taken this long for someone just to go. You know what? Let me ask you what your top five is, since since you want to ask these questions, since you want to ask that questions so like fucking much and make people think all the fucking time. So uh, yeah, it was it was it was interesting to be on spot about it. Actually, I was I was, I was really trying to you know think. Um and be you know, present in the moment, I guess, and uh, I feel like that's a pretty good top five. You know, I feel, I feel like that's pretty good. I, I, could it be better? Probably. Who knows? But you know, it's on the spot. That's, that's the point. But yeah, man, shout out to King Yens, of course. Um, always doing things. Always busy. Um, always jetting off. Every time I see his IG, I'm just like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's fine. That's cool. Great. Yeah, just uh, not obvious or anything. Um, but yeah, man. It's best to see him good. It's best to see him learning still, and uh, you know, continuing on with life and growing as an artist, growing as a person. That's all. That's all you can ask for out of anybody, and uh, and uh, in their profession as well. Um, so, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, from the Fifth End Podcast Network, I've been Charlie Taylor. This been most good intro music was Baxter by Brock Berrigan. Interlude music was Breathless by the Indice. Please go peep the links in the full show notes. Thanks to Joe Music for the ability to use both. Was a fine chill music to make in the full show notes. And with that said, until next time, until next interview, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.